What the heck was that game? You mean to tell me that the fourth liners and the special teams made all the difference? Wow, we'll talk about that after we hit the music. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to this special edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms. And thank you for making this your first listen of the weekend. So I'm actually taping this, or recording this, rather. Not taping. Who does tape anymore, folks? I'm recording this late Friday night. In the midst of all this wind that we're having, if you're out in the area, just please be careful. It's super windy out there. But I thought, hey, you know what? I missed a show. Late night episode, post-game pod. So why the heck not? We'll get, we'll have a post-game pod. This will be up early Saturday morning. So when you wake up on Saturday morning, you'll get this nice little post-game recap where I'm not going to talk about the main stars. I'm not going to talk about Getsy or Zegers much. No, it's going to be all about the unsung heroes on this one. Before I get into all of that, let's talk about the game that happened. Oh my goodness, what a show the Ducks put on. And by the way, Corey Perry came back as a player for the first time since being dealt. Now, if you guys don't remember, I covered this about two years ago. Corey Perry did come back two years ago but he was in street clothes. The reason was because he was suspended. Why was he suspended, you ask? Um, Do you guys remember a little thing that happened in the 2020 Winter Classic? Remember Corey Perry had that match penalty where he had the walk of shame? He was the first meme of 2020, and he got suspended after that. So he didn't play that game with the Dallas Stars. There was a second game that was supposed to be played, but that game fell victim to COVID, like pretty much everything else. So this was Corey Perry's first game back as a player. And he had a little bit of fun for about a minute, and that was about it. The Elite 1C, Derek Grant. Yes, that Derek Grant. Got things started with a snipe shot just past Andre Vasilevsky, making it one nothing. But that wasn't the shot I loved in that period. The shot I loved was kind of this, not a garbage shot, but it was Kevin Shattenkirk being at the right place at the right time. A little bit of traffic, and that was a great goal. And guess who got the assist on that one? Sam Carrick and Patteron? Patteron got an assist? All right, we'll go with that. So Kevin Shattenkirk put the change away. His seventh of the season. I'll talk more about Shaddy later. That made it 2 nothing Anaheim. All right. So things looking pretty good right now. Then the Elite 1C struck again. Wait, are you kidding me? The Elite 1C struck again? Yes. What, on, on a power play? Yes. Really? What, you guys don't believe me? Yes, the Elite 1C scored a power play goal. Okay, I'm going to try not to laugh too much on this one because it was ridiculous. If we were on Elite 1C hat trick watch at that point, where he looked like one of the best offensive players out there, especially on the power play. Believe it or not, that made it 3 nothing Anaheim. I repeat, the Anaheim Ducks led 
three to nothing in the second period against the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning, who have a much better team. By the way, these are the same Ducks that are missing a lot of players. They were missing Sonny Milano, who just went on IR. They were missing their two best defensemen, Cam Fowler and Josh Manson. They were missing Adam Henrique, still still missing Max Jones, still missing Anthony Stolarz, missing Troy Terry still. We thought he'd come back. He didn't. And now head coach Dallas Eakins. Wait, what? Yes, no players went under protocol, but head coach Dallas Eakins is now under COVID protocol. So guess who was the head coach? Yeah, Mike Stuthers. I'll talk more about that in a second as well. So 3 nothing, And then it became the John Gibson show where he put on a goaltending clinic where he got save after save after save. And this was all-star John Gibson. Thank you very much. He was completely back in form. At one point, he made three spectacular saves in about a minute. And as the Ducks continue to pile up the penalties, there goes the Ducks' PK. Yes, the penalty killing was good, but John Gibson was better. So he kept it at 3 to nothing until late in the game. Vinny Letary, my cousin Vinny, scored his fourth of the season, making it 4 nothing. Ross Colton did score with about 14 minutes left in the game, so the shutout did end eventually. But the hilarious thing, as the Ducks went on their 7th, yes, I counted this, 7th penalty kill, Tampa Bay decided, you know what, we're down by 3 goals, we have a man advantage, let's roll the dice. So Coach John Cooper decides to pull the goalie with about 7.5 minutes left, and boy did it backfire. Nicholas Delorier took the puck away, and just lobbed it towards the net. And what a bullseye, right in the middle of the net. Nice little parabola down into the net, making it 5-1. to one. And by the way, Nicholas Delorier scored a short-handed empty net goal. How often am I going to say that on this podcast? Probably never again. But I'll repeat that. Nicholas Delorier scored a short-handed goal. What? All right. That made it 5-1, and that was your final score. 5-1 over the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I have two takeaways, two big takeaways on this game. First big takeaway, John Gibson is an elite goaltender. He is back. Yes, I'm going to say it. John Gibson is back. His last three starts, he's given up one goal in each of those games. He gave up one goal against the Flyers. They won. He gave up one goal against the Colorado Avalanche. They lost. He gave up one goal against the Lightning. They won. I mean, even if you give him just a little bit of run support, it's going to help. He got a little bit of support against the Flyers. He got a ton of support tonight and got absolutely zero support against the Avs. On this particular performance, he stopped the puck 32 times, as opposed to the previous two times where he got 28 and 26 saves respectively. Over his last three games, he's got a save percentage of, you ready for this? 966. 966 is his save percentage over the last three games, and his goals against is about one. It's actually 1.03, which is still not bad. 
I like it a lot. So is John Gibson back? Yes. Is he in all-star form? Yes. Ever since he got named to the all-star team, he's been on a tear. So far this season, 920 save percentage, which is quite good. 253 goals against, also quite good. So I do have one other major takeaway on this game that has to do with penalty killing. But first, we're going to head to the first intermission of this late night podcast. And let's talk about my favorite protein bar in the world, Built Bar, baby. It is better than ever. There are 18 fantastic flavors covered in a chocolate fondue, including cookies and cream, cherry barcia, among others. Also, another favorite of mine, blueberry muffin. I like that one as well. But you know what hits it for me? The churro puff. Yeah, that's right. The built puffs. You have the churro puff. Probably my favorite flavor ever. That one is definitely marshmallowy and still good for you. With approximately 130 to 150 calories, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and packed with at least 17 grams of protein. So, you want to make up that New Year's resolution in a big way? Then head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bars. And don't forget the Built Boost Immunity Boost as well, which is very useful for this time of year. Once again, Built.com promo code LOCKED15 gets you 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Coming up after the first intermission, I'm going to talk about my other major takeaway on this game. Stay locked in. Welcome back to this blustery edition of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this late-night pod as the Anaheim Ducks had a resounding 5-1 victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I gushed about John Gibson. I don't think he needed the taser for this one. I mean, yeah, some folks were saying, yeah, it's taser time, but he got the run support, so I don't think he minded it too much that he had a 3-0 lead. But nonetheless, a lot of saves, a lot of acrobatic saves. He was the Ducks' ultimate penalty killer on the night, which kind of segues to what I think is my biggest takeaway on this game, and that is the penalty killing and the unheralded heroes of the game. we got to talk more about these guys being an integral part of the team, and I know I kind of gave like the fourth liners a D-plus on the report card. I actually have it still in front of me. I have my report card written out. I gave the special teams an A. Yeah, they were A++ on this game. I gave fourth line with Grant a D+. Boy, did he prove me wrong. I mean, I thought I was harsh, but there are some other uh, critics out there really being harsh on Derek Grant. And I think he showed all of us. He really did by putting up not one, but two goals on the Lightning. Sorry, on the back-to-back defending champion Lightning. Derek Grant was on hat-trick watch for half the game. That was unbelievable. Then you had Vinny Letary. He scored. That was also unbelievable. Okay. Then you had Nicholas Delorier. He scored a shorty. 
And then there's Kevin Shattenkirk, who I think is going to be an unheralded hero for the Ducks just in general. So my big so the big takeaway is about the penalty killing. Lightning were 0 for 7 on the power play. The Ducks killed all seven penalties. And part of the reason for their success on special teams and the penalty kill was due in part to the Ducks head coach for the evening, Mike Stuthers. Now, I've covered Stutz for seven years now. It's been seven years since getting to talk to Mike Stuthers, who, by the way, super nice guy. And for those that care about this kind of content, Mike Stuthers is a total dog person. In fact, back in his days with the Ontario Reign, he would often show up to the rink about three to four hours early and he'd have his dog with him. He would have his dog with him. He'd walk him back and forth between the aisles. He'd walk him outside to the grassy area and then bring him back to the locker room. And I guess the dog stayed in like one or two spots in the locker room. Super well behaved. But I'm a dog person too. In fact, my dog is sitting right next to me. She's all curled up because she's scared of the wind happening right now. But she's letting me talk. I mean, she's only like two feet away, but she's kind of looking at me, kind of like sleeping, laying down, looking at me like going, Jason, are you going to shut up? I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) No, I'm excited about the game. You saw the game. My dog folks got super excited about this game, but that's a whole other tangent. So Mike Stuthers has always been the type of guy that's been focusing on defense. That was his main focus with the rain. Another focus was special teams. He helped the rain possess an excellent power play and an even better penalty kill. But I look at goaltending as being a part of it, and that's where he thinks it starts. It begins with the goaltending. For the rain, for a while, they had someone by the name of Peter Budai. Yes, that Peter Budai, who was the goaltender of the year in 2015-2016, had another solid year 2016-17 before he got called up. And then Budai came back, and Stutz always loved him. He also loved having certain guys on the penalty kill, like Brett Sutter, like those veteran guys. With this team, he has said in recent interviews that he likes some of the personnel he has out there on the penalty kill. And he did mention one guy on a recent interview, and that is Kevin Shattenkirk. He likes Shatty on the penalty kill. And that's something that has been a specialty of his back to his days. Maybe not so much with Tampa, but I do remember that Shatty was a pretty solid PK guy with the St. Louis Blues. And he's always kind of had that in his possession. And a little bit in New York, too. When he was a Ranger, he would be out there on the penalty kill as well. And was very good on those special teams. So that's something that I liked seeing. But I think maybe not so much with Washington. In fact, I remember his PK on Washington was pretty bad. But with the Rangers, especially in 2017, 2018, that was his bread and butter right there. And it's starting to become his bread and butter again with the Ducks. So that's one guy he likes. The other guy that Stutz favors, obviously, is Hampus Lindholm on on the PK. But Shaddy's been the guy. And Shaddy has been the guy in another sense. He's been Mr. Reliable in that he hasn't missed a game this season. And just kind of on a tangent, there are three guys right now that have not missed a game for the Anaheim Ducks. 
Isaac Lundstrom, Jamie Drysdale, and Kevin Shattenkirk. Those three guys have been reliable all season long and have been pretty solid on special teams. Drysdale on the power play, Shattenkirk shorthanded, and Isaac Lundstrom, another forward that just plays on the PK over and over and over again. And what they possess on the PK is probably amongst the best in the league. I challenge you to find me another duo that has played every game that is that reliable on the penalty kill. Actually, go for it. Yeah, name me another duo. Hmm? No? You can't do it? No. Name me another duo that's played every game that has been as reliable on the PK as those two. I challenge you. I dare you. And they showed it tonight. Or last night, rather. They showed it on the power play. So I have to give ultimate props to Kevin Shattenkirk and Isaac Lundestrom. Not just for their skills on special teams, but for being able to play every night and just be those guys. And I've talked about Lundestrom's game this season. He's made strides. He's made improvements this season. And we love seeing it on both ends. Lundestrom right now, he's got 19 points. Kevin Shattenkirk. He's got 22 points this season. That surpasses last year's total already by a bit. Kevin Shattenkirk only had 15 points last season. This season, 7 goals, 15 apples, 22 points. He's coming up to some pretty decent career totals. So, hey, you know what? Maybe that contract was definitely worth it. So far this season, I'd say, yeah, it is. All right, we are going to head into the second intermission. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. And it is the divisional round of the NFL playoffs this weekend. So if you want to check out the latest lines, head over to betonline.ag. And by the way, there's also hockey, there's basketball, there's UFC, boxing, and a plethora of other sports. So head over to betonline.ag right now and use promo code LOCKED ON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez and a bit of a programming note before we continue. So I did open up the mailbag earlier on Friday. And to really peel back the curtain and get a little personal, I had to get COVID tested. Don't worry, it came back negative, folks. But I had to wait in line, get tested, all that stuff. And I thought, you know what? I need a distraction. I don't want to just sit here and wait So I thought, let's open up the mailbag and have people ask questions. And you know what? You guys asked some really good questions, and a couple of those questions I want to expand my answer on. So I'll have a recording of that, and we'll open up the mailbag, and you guys will be able to hear a bonus episode for Saturday. So be on the lookout for that. And also before I move on with the latter part of the program, I want to mention that Kevin Shattenkirk 
His 22 points this season are almost the most he's had in the last few seasons. Dating back to, let's say, 2017. So last year, 15 points. Year before that, 34 points. Year before that, 28 points. Year before that, 23 points. 2017 was his last big season where he had 56 points. That was split between the Blues and the Capitals. So we're going way back. Yeah. So Kevin Shattenkirk, kind of finding himself again. Kind of finding that fountain of youth. Good for him. He's having, I think, a terrific season. So once again, Kevin Shattenkirk, Stanley Cup winner, doing it against his old team. Oh, that had to feel good. In fact, seeing that intermission interview, you could tell that he was just happy. Happy to score on his old freaking teammates. I almost said it, but yeah, he did the thing. Very proud of Kevin Shattenkirk. And also proud of Isaac Lundestrup for having a solid game. Proud of Drysdale for having another solid game. You know, playing his 43rd game. You know what? Maybe Jamie Drysdale could become that Iron Man for the Ducks. Just playing every game, not missing any action. I've loved watching Drysdale all season long. Let's talk about those special teams still. Right now, the Ducks are 7th in the league in power play percentage at 24.8%, which is still quite good, still top 10. But there was other teams that had a lot of power play success over the last week. Carolina's jumped up. Nashville's jumped up, by the way. So has Dallas. They've looked really good on the power play recently. So the Ducks are back to 7th, but hey, you know what? Top 10 power play, still pretty good. Penalty killing has gone up. It was at 85% before this game. Even before that, it was like 81, 82%. The PK has been, you know, pretty solid all season long. And it just jumped up to 86%. Holy cow. That is good enough for third in the entire NHL. The only two teams above them. They're both pretty good teams. The Carolina Hurricanes at 88.8% and the Pittsburgh Penguins still at a 90% PK. When you're in the same breath as those two teams, you're doing something right. By the way, St. Louis Blues, 84.8% on the penalty kill. So there you go. You have three teams that are in the top 10 in both power play and PK. The Hurricanes, the Ducks, and the Blues. I'd say that's pretty darn good. Oh yeah, the Leafs are in there as well, but they're seventh. You know, eh. you know, I'm still not impressed with the Leafs until they win a freaking playoff series. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So Anaheim Ducks PK looking solid right now, and they're in solid second place right now. Vegas 50 points, Anaheim 47 points, Los Angeles 45 points. So right now, the Ducks are kind of, they're kind of there. They're in a playoff spot. They're right on that edge where they're in a playoff spot, but it's still going to be close because Calgary has a ton of games in hand. But just because you have a ton of games in hand does not necessarily mean that you're going to win them all because Calgary is going to have a very compressed schedule in a short amount of time. So we'll see if they can keep it up with that heavy schedule. I don't know if they could do it, but I guess we'll wait and see, right? 
Edmonton, I don't know what's going on there. They're, they've fallen off. They're just pissy right now. So I don't even care about Edmonton. But let's look ahead to the Ducks' schedule. This is where it's going to be really interesting for the Ducks because I think this could possibly maybe be a make-or-break schedule for the Ducks as they embark on a pretty good road trip. A five-game roadie starting on Monday and ending the following Monday before they head into their break. Yes, the Ducks do get a break. So, which also goes into like the latest news as well. But let's look at the next five games. On Monday, they start against the Boston Bruins. That's a 4 o'clock Pacific start. So once again, Monday against Boston. Wednesday, they hopefully get revenge on the Leaf Blowers at Toronto. That's a Wednesday afternoon game. Then Thursday afternoon, they play the Montreal Canadiens. We'll see if the Ducks can beat Montreal at Centre Bell. Then Saturday morning, 9.30 a.m. Pacific Time, they play the Ottawa Senators. Once again, that is Saturday morning, October 29th. And this road trip finishes at Detroit to take on the Red Wings. The last time those two teams met, it went to a shootout. That was fun, wasn't it? So, uh, just looking at the schedule, Montreal can be beaten. Ottawa can be beaten. They can beat Detroit again. I think it goes without saying, the Ducks could get six points on this road trip. They could. I'd be fine with six points on the road trip. I'd be good with six. I'd be thrilled with seven because Toronto is an exceptional team and Boston's a very good team as well. So I'm going to make my goal for the Ducks six points. Six points on this road trip, and I would call that a success. Five points on the road trip, I'd say, hey, you know what? Half the points, I'd be okay with five, but the goal is six. They can do it. They can absolutely do it, especially if they get Troy Terry back in the lineup. And that's my hope. That's my hope. I hope that Troy Terry comes back sooner than later, and maybe the Ducks can put up some more goals before heading into the All-Star break, which goes into the last thing for this podcast. We have some scheduling changes to announce. Remember, there was an Olympic break. The Ducks will play on the latter part of the quote-unquote makeup schedule. They will have February 1st through the 10th off with the All-Star game sprinkled in there. The, the February 11th game is going to be against the Seattle Kraken. This is a makeup game that was supposed to be played in December. Then the road trip that was supposed to go through Canada, through Western Canada, those games are now on February 16th against the Flames, 17th against the Oilers, and 19th against the Canucks. So that is the new schedule. 11th versus the Kraken, 16th versus the Flames, 17th versus the Oilers, and 19th versus the Canucks. And with that, we're going to wrap up for today's show. Once again, we'll have a bonus episode later on Saturday where I open up the mailbag and expand on some of your questions that you asked. So thanks once again for the questions. And hey, how about it? Ducks end the homestand with a decisive victory over the back-to-back champions. And that's going to do it for today's podcast, or tonight's podcast, rather. 
But don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. Don't forget, you could reach me on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And if you want to drop an email, the email address is LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And once again, a sincere thank you to everybody that follows along on Twitter. Everyone that, you know, likes to message me during the games or reply during the games. You know, I do love the back and forth. So just thanks to all of you that deliver on the back and forth during the games. It is most definitely appreciated. And thanks to you all for your continued support and your continued listening. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please continue to be safe, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.